And welcome to the Dark Side of Soul podcast. This been jo- this is Joe. My, I'm, I'm speaking half German. I thought you were saying like th- this has been Joe. No, that I was going to say short "ich bin Joe," but I said "this bin Joe." Joe and Nita, Sean and Nita, Sean and Nita, Jim Appel, Sean and Joe McPherson and Nita. Um, hey, uh, thank you for joining us. Once again, welcome back. I don't know how to say that in Klingon, though. Oh, maybe Sharon will know. Sharon Cullen doesn't she speak Klingon or she knows some Klingon? Oh no, she's anti Star Wars. Anyway, I can, I can unlike I know some survival. What? Klingon. You I just know, you? I, I you only just, know some survival goofed. Klingon. That's all. But I you know. just you just goofed, Joe. I Why? said doesn't doesn't she know Klingon? You said no, she's anti Star Wars. That well, I said well, okay. I mean, yes, she's anti Star Wars or something like that. Yes. <laughs> so so yeah, she loves Star Trek. So I think I think she knows some Klingon. I'm I'm agnostic. I like both. I mean, <laughs> I love I love yeah I love both too. I love both, and and you know I can ask you know where's the bathroom in Klingon? Really? Yeah. or <laughs> Puchpat, which we just lost a lot of our listeners just now. Like these All fucking right. guys are just talking horseshit again. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> you know it is good though. Mm. Incidental. <laughs> oh, it's a dog. Thank you. <laughs> Bringing us to topic because I'm trying to, I'm going to try to keep this under an hour, but it ain't happening. Yeah, we're going to finally tackle it's a dog today. Because I've been on this kick, is I'm using the podcast to answer a lot of curiosities I've always had living in Korea for almost 20 years. And Incidong was one of the first, it was the first outing I ever took when I moved. When I first started, uh, I was a ESL teacher because that's what everyone is. Um, in Ansan, um, mm. Southwest, for really Southwest suburb, way Southwest of Seoul. And uh, it took like an hour, over an hour by subway to get into Seoul back then. It was a really long time. You had to really plan your day. And uh, some friends um, met me there. And I didn't know where I was at the time. I was totally disoriented. This is 2004. We didn't have GPS. We didn't have maps. We didn't have, uh, I mean, we, we did have maps, but we didn't have um, smartphones and things to we had the paper orient maps. us. That we'd yeah, get at, we, at the subway station. You, you know, those? I would carry like little notepads or books or stuff to like, I would draw maps and with phone numbers on how, where to meet people and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I, I do remember. Yeah. Now I'm, I took pictures. So I'm go back and look at my pictures and I'm now I know exactly those places I was at back <laughs> then. So Incident was really the first place I went to in my first outing in Seoul. Yeah, I think maybe it. Uh, yeah, it, it was very likely my first daytime outing. First place I think I said for the pla- first place I visited in Seoul, because um, I've never lived in Seoul. I've always lived in in Kyungido, um, just outside of Seoul. Um, but the first place I visited in Seoul Which was like Hongdae. So good, but that was at nighttime. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that because that was during the uh, World, yeah. World Cup or something. 
Something was going uh, on there. Oh no, I was I was oh, in New Korea Year's for, Eve. Uh, um, no, no, my yes, yes, I think that, that's right. That was my. We first talked about Year's that Eve. in the New Year's Eve episode. Yeah, you were missing yeah, yeah. out on the big New Year's Eve celebrations because right. your friend thought, oh, but foreigner would like to see Kunde. That's right. When it's right. dead. <laughs> but no, it was it was that was my first. I'm pretty sure that was my first night. Mm. Uh, and so on, but but then, um, yeah, then I went. I do think for a daytime outing, the first place, yeah, for me too was was in Sedong. I think, yeah, I still it was really cool. Love the place. Then. I still love the. No, it, I mean it's developed a lot, and we're going to be the old old men shouting at clouds. But it's. I still love these in our belts. I mm. still love the place. It's changed a lot, but it's got a special place in my heart. I think it's got a nostalgia for me, but I don't love it anymore. Um, I think it's completely changed. There's that big shopping area that they put in there. Yeah, I'll talk about um, it. Yeah, the, the multiple floors. Yeah. That place is completely... We'll get, when we get to the thing, so, it's, so, it's so last Charm. is also a good microcosm of everything that's great and completely awful about Korea. About yeah. about this great center of Korean culture, and it's a great example of how certain people destroy Korean culture, and just uh. you know the the, the downfall of Incidong was when they allowed Starbucks in there. It yeah, right, okay, I guess so. But uh, started right around that time. Uh, we'll and talk. Then, we'll talk about when it start going downhill. But the thing is, this is this is it though. Is our nostalgia is misplaced because Incidong was most for most of its existence was not Incidong. It was not how sure. we thought it was. Right, right. It really was not a street of artists and mm-hmm. art shops and antique dealers. Mm-hmm. It has a dark history. Yes. Stay tuned for more. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I was talking about. I want to start with anecdotes from our old days. I mean, I for the long for five years at least, mm-hmm. I would. That was my reliable place to go to for Christmas gifts for family and friends overseas. Oh yeah, yeah sure yeah you can get like the great postcards yeah uh, the scroll paintings I got one right here so anyone who's on camera. You can see on camera, <laughs> which you, oh, you see on camera. If you're a patron, uh, uh, patreon.com slash dark side of soul starting at $5. You can so see the, our videos. <laughs> this, I got this stroll, this scroll painting in Incidong around 2001. So this is over 20 years old, still in good shape. Oh, well, I mean, no one can see this off camera is, is the, I have a bamboo painting. I got my, first and there's Yomi the white. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I got a bamboo painting a long time ago in, in Sedong. I still have mm-hmm. um, in 2004. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Um, I still get stuff. If if I had more money, I would still buy a lot of stuff there. Um, the more I learn about Incidong, the more I go like, ooh, I really should support the dealers there and support my, support the shops there. Yeah, my... Uh, um... And I'm pretty sure I, I mentioned this on another episode. I don't remember which one, but where I get my incense, oh. incense, incense sticks that and, and the incense holder I originally bought in Korea in like my first month in Korea, that shop is still open. 
Oh, do you have a shop? Because there's there's get, also like street carts that sell incense. No, no, those are all crap. Don't buy those. Those are all perfumed garbage. Uh, it's, they're all cheap. The one that I <laughs> shop that I go to is all organic, handmade uh, incense. Um, and you can get a box of 200 sticks of a type of incense called Dabo, which is made with pine needles. Mm. And it's like palchanon for 200 for two like 8,001 8,001 I have to translate for you yeah what did I say palchanon yes you did oh sorry sorry. it's it's the COVID talking COVID makes you speak Korean (laughs) right people don't know that it's called it's called now K-COVID now right Uh, it's K-COVID yes um, so but uh, that place is still open and I went there uh, about two months ago to get some more um incense and the old guy is still there now he can mm. barely see he's he 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 has to have a a, a, an, a seeing glass and he holds it up to the calculator so he oh, can wow. type in yeah he my, never my, my grandmother me. had that yeah yeah he never remembers me uh which is you know i'm not bummed by that but he never remembers me so when i go in and i ask him for for the dabble he sets up the calculator because he shows the the price of the products on the calculator. Yeah. But then when he realizes realizes I speak Korean, then, he, then he's like, oh. And I said, yeah, I've been coming here for so long. I just love you're one of the few places where I can get really good, uh, this really good Korean incense. And incense is a thing about Korean culture that I think is um, not very well known. People don't realize that Korea makes extremely high quality incense. Dabo, Jingguang, and uh, Bodium are the three great types. I just learned this right now. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm not a big incense purveyor. I mean, I do like incense, but, you know, I didn't, I did not know that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, I still go to the shop. Um, but, you know, one of the, one of the things I learned really <clears throat> learned about Incidong <clears throat> really early on. So I first went through my first several times. Yeah, we're in the day and I really enjoyed the restaurants. The restaurants are really good. Uh, back in the day, know, we're going to talk. Back. Yeah, I have a, I yeah. have a place in our in our notes where we're going to talk about that. But okay. well, now we can. Oh, no, no, that's all right. No, no, I'm just saying like because I went there a lot in the day um, initially. But um, one one evening, I decided to go to Incidon, my friends and I. Um, one of us recommended somewhere to kind of like pregame before yeah. going out drinking somewhere. And everyone was saying, it's like, oh, let's go to, let's go to Shinchon tonight. And I was like, ah, let's not go to Shinchon again. We always go to Shinchon. Let, let's, let's, let's try a Chongno. Let's go to Chongno. Let's go back to Chongno because Chongno at night is great. Do, do um, classic Korean drinking. Yeah. 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 And Which you can still so, do. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And, and so, um, so we said, yeah, okay, let's do that. And then, um, and I said, let's let's see what hap- what, what goes on at Insadong at night. Let's go check it out. <laughs> and then we're like, yeah, all right, yeah, we've because Insadong is always this idea for most people. Insadong is a place where you go in the daytime. Yeah, it's not a nighttime place. No, but we went in to to a shop, and you you have to order food in most of the places you go to yeah, yeah. in those days. So. We went in and uh, they welcomed us. There's maybe four of us and sat us down upstairs. We were sitting on the floor. And uh, um, and of course, we got Dong Dong Ju, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it comes in the ceramic bowl, and mm-hmm. we all had our our own little bowls and the big the big ladle. Yeah, it's big big uh, rice. It's a rice beer, rice ale type of thing. Right. Is right served so in, good served in a bowl. Right, and so we ordered that. And of course, when you get dong dong ju, you have to get binde duck. So we yes, got binde yes. duck, so mungbing pancakes, which are crispy. Yeah. Reminds me of cornbread. Oh, I love this stuff. So good, and. Yeah. We got that. And I think, I think like we ordered, we had to get a little bit more food, but we told the guy we're going to we said we'll probably stay for a while. So we'll just get like, I think one of us was hungry. We got like some body bop or something. Mm. And then um, Bar- Bar- like but, barley bibimbap. Sorry. I'm translating for you. Yeah. yeah. And so we, um, we started getting all the, we, we, but we, we were having such a good time mm-hmm. that we just kept ordering so much more. Yeah. Cause more, the food there. Too. You was so really good. good. And, and we're going to approach this. And I'm going to tease everyone this. Our next episode, if everything goes right, we're going to talk about Pimatgol, the, um, the, 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 the narrow alley that had, has gradually mm. been demolished over the past 20 years. Yeah, that's going to be a sad years. episode. Yeah, it's going to be, be a really sad episode. episode but yeah. mm. I, I'm going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to posit that we might try to put some hope at the end of that episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think we are. I think we are. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we'd stick around, we'd drink all the dong dong ju, and then, and these places, and you can still find places like this. They're, everything is wood, it's rustic. They're mm-hmm. old scroll paintings in the wall. Yeah, to me, that's like the big difference between Korean and Japanese th- aesthetic is, is, mm-hmm. is Japanese aesthetic is all about straight lines and everything neat. And Korea is always about the nature and, and the warmth of wood. It's yeah, very, it's, it's rough. It's a, yeah, it's rough hewn. And yeah, as in a Japanese. Uh, well, the, the the it's all about contr- Japanese aesthetics. All about controlling nature. The bonsai tree is like you're mm-hmm. making the tree into your human's idea of what a tree is. Mm-hmm. The Korean the Korean aesthetic is you know when you make a table, the table follows the contours of the tree trunk. Right. Yeah, and you know you a lot not, of that could you do not try to control nature. You adapt mm-hmm. to nature. Um. Yeah, and that a lot of that could be linked to the. Just to say quick uh, to the, the what's called pungsu or pungsu jidi, which is um, to to kind of just describe it more easily for people is the Korean version of feng shui, and and the way the way pla- buildings were placed and whatnot was was all according to, to this pungsu the pungsu jidi the principles of the pungsu, yeah, and you you can see this yeah these the the tables are all kind of rough and the whole building is rough. It's really I rustic. That. I love that. I love style. it too. So when, when we, my buddies and I, we finished up and we, we, we were loaded and you know, keeping in mind, you know, this was supposed to be a, just a pregame. And then we were going to go off into Chonggak. So it's now the Avenue of youth and, 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 and party <laughs> in there. Um, piano street. and piano street. Yeah. And so, um, but we were having such a good time. It was the key thing about Incidong. And this is what now I think it's lost with the inclusion of all these new modern things. It's lost its atmosphere. It still yeah. has character, but now it's kind of a blend of character and the atmosphere is deadened. It's very sterile and uninteresting. A lot of the, the winding narrow alleys have been bulldozed. Right. Right. Yeah, I remember. Okay, now you made me think of one that's not even in the notes. I just remembered one time, um, mm-hmm. two thousand eight, two thousand nine, mm-hmm. uh, winter. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I was 
invited to this thing with a Korea tourism organization to discuss Korea tourism. Uh, so, so it was a lot of the movers and shakers of the expat community were there and Koreans, uh, officials from the tour- Korea tourism organization who had a nice meal. That's back when um, the, the German Korean guy, what was his name? Um, oh, he was the head of it. The head yeah. Of the- back when he, back when he was the head of it. Yeah. I don't remember his Ichum. name either. Ichum. Ichum. That's right. Yeah. 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 A very yeah. controversial figure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was the head of it. Uh, uh, and um after that, a, f- a bunch of us branched off. I do remember um, Stephen Revere was part of our group, who was the editor, founder, and editor of a bunch of magazines, like Tin Magazine. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it was two thousand nine. Yeah, so um, we were we were going through, through Incidong, and I don't even remember where we were, but I remember it was snowing, and we went we went to this um, one place, and there was it was a place that was really small with only four tables. And um, I had I had gotten a new DSLR camera. I was playing with it, and I was like, "Wow, this is so much fun!" And and some drunk guy came up and started playing with my camera. Um, was really getting me in a bad mood <laughs> that night because I was trying to politely camera. like give me back my fucking camera, dude. <laughs> um, so I was doing that, and, and then we're still trying. And, and at the time, okay, I might I just point out that in this group I'm in, I'm kind of the junior in the group. A lot of these people are like veteran journalists and such. They write for Newsweek and New York times and associate. They're, they're, they're the big BBC and all that stuff. So they're, they're all big um, journalists that have been there for a long time, much longer than I have. So I'm the junior guy and I'm just sitting there just like being the goofy guy. And then um, I'm sitting at the table, I'm at the table and I finally got my camera back from this drunk guy. And I was just so annoyed with, just people invading my space. And um, at that time, uh, um, uh, a beggar came in. Is that the proper word? Is that politically incorrect to say beggar? A beggar came in through the door and came up to our t- came up to me. And I went, I started barking at him like a dog. <laughs> what? Yes. And according to others at the table, his eyes popped out of his head and he ran out. I don't remember. (laughs) But this is is what I remember. Okay, that was weird. That was one weird incident. What I remember the best was um, this is when I was really starting getting introduced to to Korean alcohol. I mean, really good Korean alcohol. And um, so the proprietor said she had some special pine needle alcohol out in the back it was homemade hooch um i think she kind of hinted it was illegal i don't know if it was or not so she sent me in the she, she took me to the back and i couldn't bring this in the front i went in the back with this lady and drank with her started barking at her <laughs> no i don't remember but but anyway it was because it was natural it was it's in the back so it was naturally cold it wasn't in a refrigerator. Mm. It was naturally cold. It was this beautiful. It just tasted like a Christmas tree. It was the smoothest mm. alcohol. It tasted like a Christmas tree coming down. It was just beautiful. Mm. I loved it. Uh, I, I just felt refreshed. I felt powerful. Mm. Um, it was so intense. And then um, I was like, okay, I'm hitting my limit. I got to go home. And back then I lived in Anyang. And so I had to take a taxi from Seoul down to Anyang. 
And this is before there was Kakao Taxi or any way to get a taxi by phone. So I and, and, and is before we had like credit card payments and taxis. So I had to get cash. So um, I go out and I leave that place and I'm looking for an ATM. And I'm <laughs> oh, those old those days. <laughs> I'm wandering in the snow in Seoul, find trying to find an ATM and trying to find a taxi. By the time I finally found an ATM and a taxi, I'd basically walk down to the river. <laughs> yes, I walked across basically the length of so- of Seoul. <laughs> I mean, Seoul. As, yeah. as far as the old city goes, I walked way outside the city gates. <laughs> right, right. <From> <laughs> so I, I, I journeyed the length of Seoul. Uh, I think I left the place around midnight and I finally got the taxi at 2 a.m. Oh my God. Wandering in the snow. See, good stories. Yeah. So and I, kinda, never, I never found that place again. Mm-hmm. Never did. But, but that's kind of like when, so that night when my buddies and I decided to go hang out in Incidong, see what it's like at night. Uh, when we left and we ended up staying there, we it, it ended up not being a pregame. We got so drunk. We went home after. Yeah, uh, we just went back to Ilsan. When you find and the right so, places, and some of the some of those places still exist to my, to my knowledge, some of these places mm. still do exist. I think and this I, place still exists. The one that, that and I, I will give you, I will, I will tell you, give you hints at the end of the, at the end of the podcast mm. where to go. Right. So this. so yeah, when when we left the place, there was no one around. All the street lamps were on. It was very dark. It was quiet. It was very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. It was just, it, and it was a, it was a light rain earlier yeah. that night. So the street, the cobblestones are all glistening in the lamplight. Yeah, that's the romance. It was very, yeah. yeah. And it, and I was like, this is, a, it's, this is way better than Hongdae. No, why no. the fuck would you go to Hongdae? Cause you're feeling, you're, you're getting why the first Westerners that came here, why they stayed. Yeah. I think it, why they that's essentially right. Yeah. This is and the romance so, that, that is so lost. This is beautiful romantic soul. Yeah. yeah. And so, so for almost, I don't know, months and months and months, I just, whenever I went to Seoul, I wouldn't go to Shincheon or Hongdae or I would, I, or if we did, I would always say to my buddies, okay, who wants to go with me to pregame in, in Sedong? And we go. That is true. Now, if you know where to go in Hongdae and Shincheon, you can find pockets where that, that type of atmosphere does exist. That's true. Yeah, mostly, mostly on the like on the the outskirts, like on the rim the, the narrow yeah. alleys, the alleys. Yeah, yeah, the alleys. yeah, yeah. So they're tucked away, away from the funky funkies and the all those places. Stay away from the lines and and the yeah. the people in mascot costumes. That's right. Yeah, don't go anywhere popular. <laughs> well, true. start there. Start there just so you get a taste of it, and then wander off. You know, that's how he, you go. He, I always, I always say that when people, if, if we get people on tours and they ask me, what are some places that we should see? And then of course, at the end of each tour, we send people emails with, with recommendations and yes, whatnot. But, but I also, if people ask for something else, um, some tips or something, I say, yeah. well, uh, I say, well, go anywhere that you are interested in going to. Yeah. Um, if you want to go see, a Baskin Robbins that's designed to look like a Hanok, a traditional Korean house for the elites. Do it, do it, do it. Do it. But I don't think that's going to be a lasting experience in Seoul. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I go to downtown or hamburger, which is burgers and a Hanok. It's delicious hamburgers and a Hanok. Hanok. Yeah, Hanok. Yeah. It's fine, but don't yeah. let that be your experience in Seoul. Right. And so I always say, go to places where there are no lines, create your own experience and see where the, where the, where Koreans are going, not where the other travelers are going, not where the foreigners are going. And, and also where the, like the old, and I'm going to see now that we've, we've this, the pre-show, we we're talking about this neutral trend. I was going to say, mm-hmm. don't go where the young people are, but now I'm going to say, yeah, kind of go where the young people are going, go where the mm-hmm. old, very old people are going and go where the, like the Gen Z's and late millennials are going. Uh, yeah. Cause the, the, where they're going now is where the old people used to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool. How the circle of life is coming all around. We'll return to the podcast after this message. Get our comic book, The Dark Side of Soul, Weird Tales from Korean Lore, at our website, darksideofsoul.com, or get it at Comixology. If you're in Seoul, visit the Dice Latte near Huegi Station to get your copy. Written by me and drawn by Tim Bauer, it's 50 pages of folkloric dread. And now, back to the show. Yeah. You know what, Sean? I haven't started my notes yet, man. About the history. Yeah, let's let's hop in because this is. <laughs> been, been I know we're 20. going to this digression city. So anyway, quickly, I'm going to give you the geography of Vincentong. Get, get out your maps. Uh, uh, okay, if you're looking at your map, um, it's sandwiched by uh, Jonggak Station and Anguk Stations. I would say that those are mm-hmm. the closest stations to it. There's no station that goes directly. Well, Anguk kind of does go directly to Vincentong. Hey. Gate six, out, yeah. gate six, and then it goes right to the the head. Yeah, the, the yeah, northern, yeah. The northern, so this head north of the part, the northern part of Instadong. Um, yeah. it's kind of odd because the the street itself is kind of a crooked diagonal. Yeah, um, it mm. goes uh, northwest to south. No, no, yeah, northwest to southeast. Yeah, right. Yeah, northwest to southeast. The reason being that this is following an, uh, the path of an old river, an mm. old stream that started way up north where the blue house is in Samchongdong. And if you look at a map of Seoul, you can see in the roads where this river used to go. It's really fun following this river that used to go all the way down and went through in Sedong and emptied out into the Chungichen stream, right at Guangtunggyo Bridge, um, where we do, well, I do my tour at Guangtunggyo mm-hmm. Bridge. Um, and, um, later on, this was designated, uh, the center of Incidong is considered the center of Seoul. Um, this was the center of the Hanyang city wall, the wall. I mean, the wall was equidistant from all parts of Incidong, supposedly. So mm-hmm. anyway, early Joseon era, uh, Incidong started out, of course, it wasn't called Incidong back then. It was called many things back then. But uh, it, it was mostly just government offices and where officials lived. Uh, it was, it was a, what's called a Bop Dong Dong, which is like a law neighborhood neighborhood. <laughs> um, and um, these, these included, uh, oh, oh, yeah, some famous, famous figures that lived there, but if you follow the show, you know, you know, like uh uh Cho Kwang Jo lived in Incidong. Cho Kwang Jo is just a big figure. We'll we'll keep bringing back um uh Iwa Jungguk and uh Iyu Gok, they all lived in Incidong. 
but there were two major offices that were that were based there. One is the Chunghunbu, which is an office that investigated achievements of people who did things for the government and the royal family. You, you did good stuff. They investigated, make sure that yay. It's kind of like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for people who kiss ass to the government. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Imun and uh, Doaso, the, these were places that this was every t- <laughs> they guarded thieves and um, they, they, they cracked down on um, riots and any disturbances of the law and they cracked down on illegal extravagant feasts. <laughs> so only forget the about having Thanksgiving. Well. Huh? Only the king and people with money can eat well. None yeah. of you peasants. Yeah. Shaggers. We have an <laughs> office set up to make sure you don't eat well. <laughs> Actually, no, I think this is way, way, way back where um, equality, everyone had to be equal, which is still uh, evident today with how apartments are built uh, of where I'm trying to make sure that everyone had an illusion of equality. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if one group is having a big giant feast, it would make everyone else, uh, well, what's the word? Uh, make their stomach hurt. That's the Korean version, <laughs> Korean mm. way of saying you're, you're, you're envious. Mm. Yeah. Um, fast forward to 18. Now, this is all through the Justin era. It really was just a place where um, government officials lived and there were those two offices. That's really what it was. And there was a, a stream that went down. And I think, I think John, uh, also, uh, John, uh, uh, Jung Do uh, uh, Jun also lived there. Okay. Uh, um, I think there is the f- they found the foundations of his house there, or something like that. But he wrote some poetry about that area as well at the time before. It's he a was- lovely area, and I'm going to tell you a little bit later, like like why it's called Insidong. Mm-hmm. Um, 1896, uh, Gojong's reign. Gojong is trying really hard to make himself more important than. He is, and he designated the Korean Empire, and he established a marker that designated Insidong as the center of Seoul, and the center of the Korean Empire, the Daehan Empire, which lasted for four years, I think. It was a very short time. <laughs> a little bit longer than four years until yeah, 19, whatever. Until 1910, right? It was. It was. Well, it was a paper empire. Yeah, the protectorate started in 1905, so yeah. it was kind of the real fall. And then the full annexation was 1910, so more than four yeah. years. But mm. yeah, yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, a little significance: 1904. This is around when the Japanese were taken over. Um, uh, the the history of Sungdong Presbyterian Church, uh, which is still there. Um, this is one of the three, what it what's, what's called the mother churches of Korea. Um, in 1894, the missionary, American missionary, I, th- I think it's British missionary, uh, Samuel Moore established Gongdango Church, where uh, Western Chosen Hotel currently is located. And uh, of course, in, in Korean tradition, uh, there was factional split. Anytime I talk about Korean history, there's going to be a factional split. Um, this time because of Confucianism, um, and this was literally in the anecdotes, what they wrote down, they said the nobles couldn't worship with butchers, couldn't do it. 
I know class systems uh, exist everywhere around the world. This time they actually wrote it down and said, there's a big friction between the nobles and the butchers. <laughs> so they split up, created different churches. Oh, also um, the members, uh, also members of the independence association, the, uh, who later did the independence movement and such uh, in 1919. Um, but no, no, this is way back then in, 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 eight, in 1894 and the 1890s um, in the turn of the century. Uh, they're, they're planning to beat up and expel Samuel Moore and all those foreign missionaries. Yeah. Uh, they're planning on doing that because, you know, Jesus would have wanted it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I love making you laugh. <laughs> Uh, so the factions split up. One faction became the Numde Moon Church, which later established Severance Hospital. And this faction, which was the Independence Association, established the Sundong Presbyterian Church. Um, so that was established. Uh, um, it was the tallest building in that area for a long while uh, until it was rebuilt in the modern style. Um, but it was kind of like a Hanok style building. Uh, significant February 20th, 1919. 20 representatives from each vocational school met to discuss plans for the independence movement, which happened 11 days. No, no, no. 10 days later. I don't know if it was a leap year or not. Gosh, darn it. Why did March 1st have to be like March 1st? Uh <laughs> So, yeah, they secretly printed the Declaration of Independence in this church. Um, later on, after the independence movement, the pastor, Sang Jin Cha, uh, quote, suffered hardships from the Japanese police, which is means he was tortured. Um, the YWCA, which is YMCA upside down, uh, the YWCA was established here at this church, just so you know. So when you're in... Uh, in Sedong, you notice this Christian church, which looks out of place there. That's what it is. That's Sundong Presbyterian Church. Um, also, another significant one, we talked about this during our March 1st episode, uh, Tewaguan, which was a, a restaurant that was popular with foreigners and officials and all different types. And it's also the restaurant where the March 1st ended up. March 1st movement started where they signed the Declaration of Independence. They marched down to what is now uh, Tepco Park and uh, they started the March 1st movement. Uh, it is currently the Tewa building, which is a very bland, nondescript building with a bank in the bottom floor. <laughs> but currently they're, they're building a plaza to commemorate it. So commemoration. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to move forward. Um, this is when Incidong became Incidong. Um, the colonial era, era. This is why I brought this up because this is the dark side of Incidong. Um, this is how it became an antique street. So uh, the Japanese started creeping in and after they beat the Russians like the Ukrainians are doing. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just um, lost yeah. all of our russian listeners <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah we love we love you guys. hey dude i'm an american i understand to, my, to our russian listeners that don't like the current regime in power it's like i would i would i had to deal with 
uh, when America wasn't popular during the certain administrations. <laughs> and uh, just saying, I understand your pain. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, during the colonial era, uh, era of uh, 1910 was when Korea was officially uh, a, a, a Japanese colony. Uh, and so they, they, a lot of what is currently modern municipal Seoul was developed during this time. A lot of the streets and the districts were developed at this time. Um, and so uh, they were combining all the neighborhoods, reorganizing everything in 1914. They decided to combine the neighbor neighborhoods of Guan Inbang and Desadong. Guan Inbang and De Sadong. You get it? I get it. In Sadong. Guan Inbang De Sadong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, De Sadong is interesting because that was the, the eastern part of, of, of what is now in Sadong because that's where a bunch of temples used to be. The sa, you know, as in uh, jogesa. Well, jogesa is a different part, but but anyway, we say sa to signify that's the name of the temple. So uh, there were two temples that used to be in the area: uh, Humboksa and Wongaksa, which we talked about in the past. Uh, Wongaksa is what is now Tupco Park, which is where um, uh, the um, uh, the what I call the, the the King Joffrey of Korea. Uh, converted that into his personal pleasure palace. Anyways, the great temple neighborhood, De Sadong. Um, so it really implies, it really shows the undercurrent of Buddhism that was in this area in defiance of the strong Neo-Confucian Joseon dynasty. This is a good little, I love this, this little pull, push and pull of, you have all these uh Confucian institutes institutions here in this area, but there's such an undercurrent of Buddhist tradition here. They were always at odds with each other. So I love this push and pull there. Um, so, um, you know, after the Japanese took over the Yangban system, the aristocrats that all collapsed, which they were all based in Bukchon up North. Um, and <laughs> so the Yangban were basically useless but they had to live off of something. They had no skills other than growing out their pinky nails. So what they did was they just basically, they just sold a lot of their family hand-me-downs. It was basically yard sales. They would do yard sales. And what is what became Incidong? They did yard sales in Incidong. And that was the first origins of it being a place known for antiques. Was the young bond selling off their family treasures. <laughs> and then when the Japanese started getting more involved, the, the uh, Japanese antique dealers started establishing shops in Insidong, Myeongdong, and Chungmuro. And these are really not really antiques, but you know, the Japanese were they were looting a lot of temples and palaces and selling them in the antique stores. And um, since uh, Incidong was the closest to Gyeongbokgung Palace, it was closest to 
a lot of the antiques that they were looting. So Insudong became the designated antique area because that's where the Japanese were looting everything and selling it. And that's how Insudong got to be known as Antique Street. So let's go shopping in Insudong, everyone. Yeah, it's how it became the Antique Street <laughs> is that's where they were looting everything and selling it. Um. Aigo. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. And and Trimuro Myeongdong. That that's where a lot of the Japanese were. Um. Uh, at the time, the colonial Japanese were uh, living and everything. So the rents were going high in the area. Insudong was still part of the old north of the Chungichun, which meant that it was not well developed, didn't have you know great electricity and sewage and everything. And all the roads are kind of winding because they follow the paths of rivers. They're not like straight grid patterns. If you notice, if you look at a map, you'll notice that a lot of the roads north of the Chungichun are kind of curvy and winding because they follow the paths of old streams. And the ones south of it are kind of grid gridlocked grit kind of like a grid because uh the japanese developed it there the myeongdong and chumuro ujiro all those places uh those were those were modernized um so so incident was still kind of part of the old poor soul uh, but that's where the antique dealers were um anyway uh korea uh uh, Japanese left after 1945. There was a Korean War, uh, and on the next history I could find was 1960s and 1970s. That's when the Japanese antique shops peaked. Now, yeah, these are still owned by Japanese, um, but there were incidents in the late 70s that kind of moved a lot of people away. One was this incident about some fake old book painting. So there's a lot of it's also got to be known for a lot of corruption. Even when I first came to Korea, I was always I was told not to buy the antiques because they were fakes. Turns out, yes and no. But anyway, um, so there's there are crackdowns about it, and someone, uh, the president of the Korean Folk Artists Association, uh, was wanted by the prosecution for being involved in a case of an, a fake antique book. He was selling. He was trying to get rid of the book as uh, for evidence, and so he tried to set foot fire to his office, and he fled. And then um, he he went on the roof of this building and, and, and filled beer bottles with gasoline and made Molotov cocktails um, at, at five forty in the morning. Went on the roof and threw the Molotov cocktails through the window. <laughs> it was an incident. <laughs> Um, so that, 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 that incident happened in 78, a year later, there was uh, a guy, he had a production company and he was failing in business. He had 50 million won in debt, which is a lot of money. Even now, way a lot of money back then. His name was Puck Cholung. Um, he wanted to make money. And so he figured out the best way to make money was to kidnap someone. So he's walking down the antique alleys of Insidong, and he came across a place that was called Gumdang. Um, now, Sean, maybe you can help me with that. Gum means gold. Gold, yeah. Gold. In, in the in this context, it very likely means gold. Yeah, the character Gum. Yeah, the Ch- the Chinese character Gum can can mean fi- money as well. 
the guy said well there's gold in the name so must be rich so he Mm. took down the phone number um called the owner said hey man i got these these priceless scrolls you should i really want to sell them to you meet me at this place so the guy goes the owner goes to meet him at this place the guy kidnaps him by a knife point ties him to a chair and says hey how much money you got the guy says, I don't have that much, but I, you know, I can arrange for my wife to meet you here. Um, I can arrange for her to bring five million and a rare antique. He goes, Okay, do that. Call your wife. So he calls his wife, um, says, Come over here, and I'm being kidnapped. Bring five million one and a rare antique. He did it, and he goes, Okay, I did it. He goes, Okay, great. I'm gonna kill you now. So he kills him. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> um. Dude's wife, Mrs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so he killed Mr. Jung. Uh, his wife, Mrs. Lee, comes over. Um, she says, I have the money in the rare antique. He goes, Great, thanks. I'm going to strangle you now. So he strangles her to death. Crazy. Sometime later, Park Cholung's wife discovers her body in this abandoned house that, that I think is on the property or something and uh, found an accomplice, found some other person. I don't know. People really just had Jung back then. They just really just like, oh, well, oh you found a dead body. Oh, I'll help you bury it. Uh, so <laughs> they buried Mrs. Lee I mean, and then created a nice garden on top of her. <laughs> Manscaped. So, um, yeah, the uh, the police were already knew knew that this kidnapping was happening. Of course, they didn't get there in time before they were killed, but they did an entire investigation. They were using this as an excuse to do a crackdown on all the crooked antique dealers in Incidong. So it was really killing Incidong's uh, reputation. Um, it got so bad that an uh, an antique dealer committed suicide, and it was like seventy people were prosecuted for different things in the antique street. So they're just cracked just a major shakedown of like antique dealers because of this a lot of the old antique dealers disappeared um and in their place art shops popped up and mm. from these art shops popped up, uh the, the sparked the creation of an exhibition hall and this is when artists and art lovers started coming in this 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 is the renaissance of Incidong. this is when i think it had it, it sounds like it hit it, its apex this is when all the good you know the folk artists we all know them the, the albums you and i pine over they were all hanging out there this is when uh pima goal which we will talk about later was really hitting a different type of renaissance as well it's just this is the romantic soul that people are trying to preserve if you go to certain areas in jungno three god jungno samga you will find little pockets where they're trying to preserve what incident was like in the 1980s it's, yeah and some of our some of our nice. friends and colleagues who were here in the 80s yeah they have a good a lot of good memories of the place at the time um, yeah, and, so um, when the artist came, you know, tea comes, tea follows artists for some reasons. So we got traditional tea shops, mm, and right. we, got, we got traditional restaurants that would cater to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had something about Chun Sang Byung, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so talking about tea shops and uh, artists. So, one of my when I when I first came to Korea, I was, I was kind of just picking up any book that was about Korea. I would pick it up. And, um, 
I think the first book of poetry I picked up was by a man named uh, named uh, Chan Sang Byung and Chung Sang Sang Byung Byung and um he was kind of called the people's poet and he's linked to Insodong Insodong um in 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 a very significant way that that really solidified my love for the place initially when I came to Korea so but some background on him he was born 1930 in Japan and that was during the occupation period now when he was 15 his family moved back to Korea and he published 45 <clears throat> right I, exactly, I can do yeah. math <laughs> and um, he published his first poems in uh, 1949 and uh, that was published in a, a, a review called the the Munier the Munier review um, and then he attended Seoul National University in 1952. Mm. Uh, good school. Uh, at mm-hmm. that time, he started, uh, you know, branching off into other forms of writing, started uh, especially essays. Um, in 1967, now he was a fairly well-known poet and author. He was kind of, kind of, kind of well-respected. Um, uh, but in 1967, he was kidnapped. Yeah, by yeah the... being, being a well-respected uh, artist in 1967, South Korea is kind of like being a well-respected artist in 2022, Moscow, or or in <laughs> or or a pre or a pre-code uh, uh, a director, film director in 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 Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, pre, I just pre pre Hayes code. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah um, yeah. so we he, did, we did, I don't think they kidnapped them in America. They just bring them to McCarthy. Well, they, they, they ruined their careers. Yeah. So, but yeah, they didn't, they weren't kidnapped. It's not as far as I know. It might be, might be a case. I'm not sure. You know, Roy Cohn anyway, would just go after them. Yeah. Mm, but anyway, Chun was, was kidnapped by the national security agency, which is the government. He was brought to their headquarters tossed in the basement in their cellar. And I think we talked a little bit about like where they would torture these people, right? In the previous episode. Um, I'm not sure where they did it in 67, but I do know where they did it in 82. Okay. It may have been similar place, but I'm not sure. Um, So the reason he was kidnapped by the national security agency is because they had found uh, an artist who was a suspected communist spy. Mm-hmm. They got hold of his address book. And in this person's address book, they found Chun Sang Pyong. <clears throat> and so they kidnapped him. They thought he was in cahoots with the communist spy. They, they started torturing him. Um, they, uh, the two biggest types of torture or the most uh, consistent types of torture were water torture, which is mm. awful, absolutely terrible waterboarding or just, just the water to dripping water on your head yeah. for hours and hours at a time. Yeah. Um, the most painful torture he suffered was electric shocks to his genitals, Ouch. which, which uh, left him in, in, left him infertile. He wasn't able to have children after that. Oh, man. Uh, and they did this for six months to to Chun. Wow! Shocked his balls for six months. 
yeah, like you know, consistently trying to get information out of them. They they found nothing. All I they mean, found. yeah, yeah. You get a res- you get a resistance after six months of them shocking your balls. Yeah, well, but they but he wasn't involved in anything. I know. I know. I'm just yeah. Saying, so he must have had so, ball, you know after that. I mean, it was infernal, but he had balls of steel after that. Well, I don't know. So <clears throat> he was just surprised he wasn't a superhero after that. <laughs> uh, he was eventually released, and uh, but he suffered trauma. He had really bad trauma. Of course he did. Yeah. And uh, he started drinking. He became an alcoholic. Uh, and then by 1971, he disappeared. No one had any idea where he went. His friends looked for him um, for months, couldn't find him. And they just figured he died somewhere. They gave him up for dead. Uh, and so like they. Cat. So, yeah. So they, they, uh, published a collection of his work uh, kind of as a memorial collection of his poetry. Um, and that was it. They, they, they thought he was gone wow. months later though. They found out he was alive. Oh, he was unlike my cat. He, okay. He was in an asylum in Seoul. And when he was in the asylum, he only could remember two things. He knew his name and he knew that he was a poet. That was it. He had no recollection of anything else. Mm. And, but now he had become completely childlike. Yeah. And um, so he was being cared for in this kind of municipal asylum. Uh, one of his friend's sister, younger sister named Mok Soon Ok, started visiting uh, Chun and she came daily. <clears throat> she came every day and she started helping him to to kind of get better, to get him back on his feet. Um, But she realized that as he was getting better and he was being able getting to the point where he could leave the asylum, there was no way that he was able to care for himself Mm -hmm. because he couldn't, he was just too much like a child. He couldn't do, he couldn't cook. He couldn't do anything. So this poet, this Seoul university graduate uh, had become um, completely enabled to care for himself. So, uh, so she had so much compassion and love for him. She decided to marry him in 1972. So she could live with my wife (laughs) to care for you. Please care for me. Yeah. So, um, so she decided to marry him and care for him. And uh, they did, they got married. They moved to Weejungbu, which is, Oh, everyone doesn't know this kind of to the North, Northeast of Seoul. Um, mm, um, but of course, money was a problem because um, he couldn't work and yeah. she needed to work. And she was so, so their friends. <laughs> so that so listen, Joe. So, Sorry. So their friends uh, gave them some money to help her set up a ca- a, a cafe in uh, Incidon. Oh. And they called it Quichon. Uh, which uh, Quichun, sorry. Oh, back Kui, to heaven. Quichun, which means back to heaven. Ah. And uh, Chun, like Chungguk, right? Uh, so uh, Quichun, which was the title of one of uh, Chun's poems. So, um, yeah, so that that's where they kind of, that's how they survived. And Chun would be there. Um, he would sit in a corner, kind of in the same chair every day. Uh, he'd welcome people in, even if it was crowded. He's like, there's room over here. There's plenty of space. Come sit down. <laughs> Inviting people in. Um, 
his health started to decline um, kind of by the late 80s, early 90s. And um, he passed away on April 28th, 1993. Mm -hmm. Um, But his wife continued to operate the cafe. Mm. And as far as I know, it's still there today. Unless it's become a victim of COVID, um, it's still there today. And yeah. I, and I, I've been there several times. I met his wife. Oh, like that's tw- amazing. Oh, yeah, wow. Like tw- so when I got the book and I started learning about him and I read his poetry, um, I said, I got to find this cafe. I got to see if it's still there. And I found it. Wow. And, and years ago, too, at the southern entrance of Insidong, there was a stone bench that had the, the poem, Kui Chun, carved into it. So you could read it as you entered Insidong from, from, the, from the south. Those are the best days of Insidong, it sounds like. Yeah, so that's, that's one of my, kind of my deep memories, uh, going to that cafe and... She was a very sweet, sweet old woman at the time. And, um, but yeah, I'd like, I went there and I met her like one, I think it was just once, but years ago. And I've been there maybe five times. And I, she was only there that one time that I recall, Mm -hmm. but I haven't been there in years. It's probably, I don't know, could be six or seven years. Well, we'll talk about that because Mm -hmm. COVID, I think, has been, has affected Incidong. It's one of the major, changes the incident was going through right now mm. so i will fast forward to 1987 um that was when the insa traditional culture preservation association was established so these actually started recognizing incident officially around the 80s that's when the the government was um started to recognize cultural assets and such So um, they started instituting the cultural incident cultural incident traditional cultural festival that happens run between April and May every year. Um, begins with a Jiangsen Jay, which is a praying for incident's prosperity. Um, don't know how well that's worked. <laughs> um, and there are antique and art exhibitions, traditional music performances. Um, in 1988, the government predicted proclaimed it traditional culture street um and around a decade later 1999 2000 that's when uh the the, the main road was con- was designated a pedestrian walkway it was widened and it was made to discourage cars half-heartedly because you know the cars still go through there and i've seen pictures of how it was in the late '90s, compared to the 2000s, uh, I don't know. Just, Sean, have you seen pictures of um, of Vince like of, of 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 which era? When of like the, the late '90s compared to the 2000s, when they started designated it as a cultural area? Maybe, maybe, but because I, I can I, remember. I honestly think it was kind of gaudy back then. It had banners yeah. going across the street all the time, everywhere. Just banners all over the street, like advertising, advertisements. It was all I advertisements know. up and on the street, <clears throat> like just just banners crossing the street, and and they cleaned all that up so they could focus on the buildings themselves. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't. I, I I'm pretty sure I have seen photos of it at that time, but 
it's nothing that's sticking in, in it's kind of tacky my, okay that's where it, was. It, was, it looked yeah. tacky it looked Gaudy. tacky right there. i'll say quick too because you mentioned the the jang sung jay i didn't i didn't know they did that at the time for anyone who who's not sure jang sung are the t- korean totems the totem poles and j means ritual so i this knew is when a, i said that that would electrify your genitals I knew it. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are like the village guardian posts or the guardian posts. They, they can call them, uh, and they um, you can see them still all, all around Korea. So the rituals were designed for yeah, prosperity and and protection and things like that. Mm-hmm. Guard, guardianship, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So lots of things were happening at this time. Um, I mean, this is the one of the the there are two giant renaissances we would say in modern Korea. The, the 88 Olympics and the 2002 World Cup. And you can see a lot of this stuff happen. Like designated cultural street in 1988, 2002 World Cup time. Korea's first cultural district is designated Korea's first cultural district by the Culture and Arts Promotion Act. Um, this, this, when they start cracking down and trying to make, they were trying to restrict the types of businesses right. that could be there. Um, big that, news. Yeah. They had the rules like the science could be in only in Korean Hangul. Mm. And this is where Sean's favorite part is. It's like 2001. <laughs> um, I think that this might have instigated it was um, the 22nd mm. Starbucks in Korea opened in Incident in 2001. Um, but it's, yeah, I think that there was the beginning of it. that did instigate it. Yeah. Um. I think it's significant because the first Starbucks sign in the entire world to not use Roman characters. Yeah. Yeah. So it's in Hangul and it still is. If you go there now, it is Starbucks mm-hmm. and it is written in Hangul with the lo- in the and logo the fa- style in the Starbucks logo style. Yeah. And the facade is uh, is a Hanok. Yeah, it's a Hano. Yeah, it, it looks like a Hano. Mm-hmm. So this is why I'm kind of in between about it because they, they did try to conform more so than olive young which is a korean company olive mm-hmm. young doesn't look like a freaking hanok yeah and like the same thing too because that that the starbucks isn't very far from 7-eleven and, and a batting cage yeah um, even though you don't really see the batting, oh, cage, the batting cage is gone now oh is it gone mm. yeah so but that 7-eleven is there and of course there's no no that 7-eleven 7-eleven's gone too is that gone too? Oh, oh yeah, no, it's all gone. Is that whole COVID killed? Gone? COVID totally like a cancer. Seriously, it was like a mm. cancer killed the southwestern, southeastern part of of Incidong. It's all abandoned buildings with cracked windows and everything. Mm. Everything is gone from from around where we knew the Seven Eleven South. It mm. is all. There's nothing. There's no businesses there anymore. They're going to tear down those buildings. They're going to tear down so long. That 7-Eleven building was in really bad shape. That's a 1960s building, I think. Yeah, it was Uh, in bad shape. But that 7-Eleven was was you know, it was a good landmark for what what mm. it was useful. It was a useful landmark. How about that? It was a useful landmark. Yeah, meet at the 7-Eleven. Yeah, Mm. gone, long gone. Uh, Mm. Well, gone after Corona started. Right. Yeah. Mm. So those of you who have not returned to Korea since Corona started, <laughs> yeah, Incidong has changed a lot. Um, so anyway, um, so yeah, people assumed that the government told Starbucks to um, do that, but it was the, the local merchants 
mm-hmm. uh, did that. Uh, they made a big stink about it. And so Starbucks was actually, uh, they were listening and they, they try to do that. And um, I would say that if you've been in the interior of that Starbucks too. It is mm-hmm. a couple times. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's pretty nice. It's Korean. It, they, they, I don't remember. Actually. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. They got yeah. this main table there. That's like a, the Korean tree trunk table Mm-mm. on the first floor. Which you don't see in many places except tea shops, right? Yeah, mm. so I would say uh, I know you, you, and I kind of agree with you that the Starbucks opening in Incidong was the beginning of the gentrification. I think it yeah, it allowed other shops to come in, but yeah. they were more respectful compared to the other shops that came in, including I Korean agree. shops that moved in. Yeah, that big gaudy, ugly, multi-floored shopping area. We're That's going to cool. talk about that. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about it now. Okay, so we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so the, um, yeah, galleries, calligraphy shops, traditional shops—they're all being replaced by like things like cosmetic stores. The the one of the buildings Sean is complaining about, shouting at the clouds about, is uh, Samjigil. This building that was built in 2004. Uh, ob- yeah, obviously bulldozed a lot of beautiful alleyways and beautiful buildings to be made. Um, it's built by the fashion company Samji, which I've never heard of. And, and after they built it, they went bankrupt. So it's now owned and operated by a company called core value. Oh, um, what's unique about this? Now I, I will. I'm one of the few. I'm, I'm a half defender of Samji go. Cause I kind of like it. Mostly don't. Um, the, there's a ramp. There's a ramp that goes from the first to fourth floor. It's, that's why it's called a gil, a, a road um, that winds around like a spiral. Um, and it's kind of shaped to look like a hanok with a courtyard in the middle. Kind of. Um, the types of shops kind in there, it's, it's like it's like it's like a brick and mortar Etsy. That's how I would describe it. Brick and mortar. It's, oh, I see what you mean. You see yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of homemade yeah. stuff. It, it's what I call kind of the new Incidong style slash Hongdae style of stuff. It's kind of yeah. like it's, it's folksy, but modern folksy. All that stuff belongs in. It doesn't belong in Incidong. I, I hate Samjigil. Um all those places, it's in. They're in the wrong spot. It just shouldn't be there. They should have allowed a, a location closer to uh, Chungaechon. Yeah, something, yeah, something along the stream, or yeah, um, yeah, because that's the, a, that's the type of stuff they would sell at flea markets. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's just in the wrong spot. It, it's yeah. it, com- it, I've already said like it it, it ruined. That was the beginning of. To the me, end of to me, it is me. more Hongdae style stuff. Yeah. Nonetheless, there 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 is a uh, name stamp uh, shop I do go to in there. Um, whenever I need name stamps, and I did buy Anthony Bourdain's name stamp in there. Oh yeah. So yeah, I got my happened. first name stamp. Not the, when I when I got my first one, it wasn't that Samjigil wasn't there. It was, <clears> didn't <throat> exist at the time. <clears throat> didn't exist yet no um because the incident was still cool um <laughs> uh, 
it, it was, uh, I'm trying to find my name stamp. I can show it's, I think it's, a, it's on my bookshelf back there. Um, no, I, I, uh, the first one I got, I got it, um, right at the, the head of Incidon close to Ang- uh, Anguk station. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, at the North side. Yeah. 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 So, um, went in and yeah. And the, they were still doing them by hand then. I, okay. There still could be people doing them by hand. Yeah, there, I know are. Of, there are. Yeah. 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 I know a lot of people. Just I've do seen them, them do it. Laser, they, they, they're so. just, there's a wax and they're, they're scraping some wax and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a craft. It's cool. It's beautiful. Um, I think, I think, I think the name stamps is one of those things. And we're going to have a section at the end. We're going to give our recommendations. So, okay, good. I'm saving yeah. it for that. Yeah. Um, also, Samji Gill's fame is known for the famous poop bread, which is crap. Literally. <laughs> They're known for their famous crap bread, which is poop. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, another innovation that happened was the giant paintbrush statue. Oh, yeah. yeah right. It made right. no sense. Made no sense. Um, yeah. uh, then they replace all the asphalt with the stones, um, or just bigger stones. Remember, remember, there's like there's a time around 2012. They were re- there's a lot of road work they were doing, and they were just putting big giant yeah. stones in there trying to make it look like a palace. Um, yeah. Now, one thing I do like I did like about Incidong was it was um, a good central location for street food. And I did mm. notice in my years a giant change in street food there. Um, go back if you go to Zen Kimchi's channel on Incidong. Um, no, to, sorry, Zen Kimchi's channel on YouTube. Go way, way, way back, and you will find my Incidong video, which is very low res. I was shooting on a small camera at the time with very low computer memory. And I, and I actually made the video before YouTube existed. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I posthumously uploaded it. Um, you would see how Incidong looked in 2004. And, and um, you will see that it was the street food was bondegi. It was silkworm larva. It was mm. dried squid. It wasn't anything sweet. It wasn't anything fun it was, yeah the yeah the only thing sweet was like yut that was the only thing you could yeah get yeah and, and that's in the video is yut right this yeah, guy right, cutting right. the yut yeah yeah yut mogul <laughs> yeah which is uh uh rice taffy yeah right good stuff i like that a lot yeah i like yut it just it just yeah. pulls out all of my filling my fillings in my mouth yeah you got to eat it in small pieces and let it dissolve yeah. in your do mouth not, yeah do not chew it just let it dissolve it. especially yeah. if you have braces do not yeah. do that. or if you're middle-aged or older and your teeth aren't what they used to be yeah if you if you have to cut apples to eat them do not chew yet yeah that's true that's true um also they have nostalgic snacks there which they still have today uh, and the, the famous street food that has been there forever from the beginning is a tur- very touristy dragon's beard candy. Good stuff. I like that as a lot. You like, I like it that a lot. I like it a lot. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's like eating a ball of cotton. Yeah, it has that texture. I think there's a texture appreciation for it in order to like it as a as a snack. I think it's great. I really, I, I like, really like. Okay, it. I like the show. More than the candy. This oh, okay. Is fun. Sure. You got, yeah, you, you have to watch them make it before you, you got to watch it. the show. And what's fun is like, is you got these college kids that have been hired and they've been taught 
to memorize a script phonetically mm-hmm. in different in multiple, languages. In different languages, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Depending. It's like it's like it's like you'll see them and they're like saying it all in Japanese, and then they see a white person go around, they suddenly they're doing English. Come here, yeah. we do one by one, step by step. One <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what, would you like to see dragon's beard candy this is magic oh so great is it um 16, strands when they're done so, something around that uh, it, it is there's some math in there it, it's kind of like how you make noodles um it is fascinating to watch it, it what great. it is it's it's a fermented honey disc mm. a, a hard disc of honey and they take a wooden dowel and they they form a hole in that when they put their thumbs in the hole and they stretch it. And they when they stretch it, technically you have two lines. Then they fold it over, stretch it again. You have four lines, mm-hmm. and take it, stretch it again. You have eight lines. Now Keeps doubling, if, right? with honey, it's going to stick together. So every time they stretch it, they got to dip it in starch, usually potato mm-hmm. starch. Mm-hmm. So by the end, you got something with 18,000 strands of honey covered in potato starch. <laughs> and then they wrap it, they wrap, they wrap it around some nuts. And right, you know. traditionally nuts. You get all kinds of ones now. There's like chocolate and stuff. Those aren't as good because it's, no, it's no, really, no. You gotta do, you it's gotta really do shitty chocolate. You gotta get the yeah. traditional one. Yeah. I, and don't they sometimes use Instead of honey, they use corn syrup, or it's a blend to save money. Oh, I'm sure. I I've heard that. Um, I'm but sure. I like it. Like a like when I first brought my daughter there, when she was old enough to find that amazing, find the process amazing. She yeah, she loved it. She thought it was amazing. Oh, it's fun to watch. That's yeah, what I like. Yeah. It's fun yeah. to watch. I bring my guests there, my VIP yeah. guests. They're interested mm-hmm. in it. Sure, as I go for it, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And I and like I said, I like it. I think it's I think okay, it's great. Because my VAP guests were they 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 like they saw it, they went like, uh, this isn't that good. Do you want this? Oh, here I give it to you, Joe. Give it to your daughter. Really? Like, yeah. They didn't oh, like give it. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> but also, I mean, okay, over the years, Myeongdong along, I mean, Instadong is long uh, along with Myeongdong have been gr- the center for street food trends. I've mm. noticed over the years, uh, they both have been like it, experimenting with a lot of street foods. Um, one of the famous ones that have come out is the Incidong Hotok. I love the Incidong Hotok. Me too. Yeah. 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 I brought my sister there and she fell in love with Hotok. Yeah. 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 But, but the Incidong Hotok is different. Now, hotok is like a mm. donut with this uh, brown, brown sugar, caramel, walnut filling. Um. In the best way, it is deep fried or it's, it's semi fried. Uh, do not get the dried version, the, the healthy version, because it's bullshit. Because <laughs> why? So much better when it's hot. You, don't eat healthy candy. It because <laughs> it's supposed to be an indulgence. Um. Uh, anyway, so what they do in Incidong is they they infuse cornmeal in there in their dough. It's a it's a yeast dough. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's what makes it so unique. It's, it's this mm-hmm. cornmeal, and so it it really does has like it's like it's like a cornbread donut. <laughs> mm. Right. Mm. It's delicious. It's nutty. It's great. 
It's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that was the first place in Seoul they started selling a Chunchun style chicken skewers, which is like raw chick raw leg meat chicken uh cooked over charcoal flames. Mm, yeah, right. Because usually you get uh, chicken skewers in other parts of Seoul, it's just like this, like ugh, it's just rubbery stuff that has no flavor, it's dipped in sauce. But the ones in Insidong actually have like smoke flavor to them. And off the end, like you said, their leg, they're off the bone. So they're, yeah, they're good. It's, just, it's just beautiful stuff that that is really good. Very, very short time. I would, I would say like less than a year. They had this thing called dragon bread, which is like a hopang, um, like a bread dumpling, but it was done in like a tandoori. And so mm. it, it was like a crusty bread with like, with like dumpling filling inside du- pork dumpling filling inside. And um, it was done in the, the tandoori's chimney was shaped like a dragon head. So it was spewing smoke out its mouth. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that very short time. They had that mm. very short time, but it was so good. I took pictures of it. Uh, one thing they were famous for was the cane ice cream. Yeah. I remember those Yeah, very unfortunate trend that came through and i I was i had an office in in sedong at the time when they started this so i watched the beginning to the end of this craze and i tried it once it's not bad but the thing is there okay what it is it's a um it's like a corn based husk a cone like an ice cream cone extruded in the shape of a j and they fill it up with soft serve ice cream and there is no dignified way to eat this. You always look like you're giving a blowjob when you're eating this ice cream, especially with the, the white stuff coming down your chin. Jesus. It is the most pornographic trend we had. And so, and no one, everyone was eating it unironically. This is kind of like the porn parody of dark side of soul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my mind must have been really dirty but then no other people started saying yo everyone looks like they're they're giving a blowjob when they're eating that ice cream there's no way you can do it you got to wrap your lips around this 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 tube and suck it that's a good that's a good way to like promote it wrap around your wrap your lips around the tube and suck it yeah chun on <laughs> 1001 yeah but the most legendary person, the most legendary person was Cocktail Dude. Mm. Is he gone now? Um, he might return when everyone else starts <clears throat> returning, but he's he's been gone. Um, uh, <clears throat> this this guy would serve uh, five thousand one like five dollar cocktails in a bag, uh, like an IV bag. <laughs> Look like. Um, he was great. Uh, it was young guy, young guy, and uh, he would have fun music, and and he was such a just. He was personable, but he's he was a soup Nazi at the same time, because there's a rule he had is like you order at the front and then you wait at the side of his cart for him to serve you. He didn't like it when you just start waiting at the front because people are waiting in line. He wants to take their orders. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one time I always took our tours there. Um. And there's one time he was just very overwhelmed with people uh, with orders. So um, he handed this one uh, woman her drink and asked how it tasted. Cause he cares about his quality. And he says, is it strong enough? And she says, no, it's not. And he was so busy. He just handed her the bottle of vodka. 
yourself. It's like make it as strong as you want it. I don't care. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was great. Um, there was times toward towards the end, and I when I say the end, I mean like when Corona started because incident collapsed after Corona started. Yeah. Um. Uh. He he was using the winter months to sell egg bread, and his egg bread was really good too. I love that stuff. Yeah, he would that start versions so with um with bacon on it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen stuff with ones with ha- chunks of ham and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was <sighs> doing. That. I'm hoping that he'll come back when when Incident comes back again. Or right Hopefully. now, as of this recording, it's dead. Yeah, you know, and it's still <clears throat> Incident. And I talked about how I love Incident. Years ago, I loved going to Incident at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't liked really going to Incident in years, but I still like going at night. There are still good places to go at night. There was a small um, microbrew that opened there, uh, mm-hmm. an older man and his wife, um, right at the main intersection. The, the road that takes you up towards uh, the music shop, the music arcade uh, by Topgol. You know, okay. there's an interse- that intersection. Okay. okay. And the road, it goes right. To the, you cross the street. Okay, right? I don't know that place. No. Yeah, uh, I don't know if there's still. I haven't been there uh, really in, since COVID, but um, I hope they're still there. They're really nice. I just nice, did a tour this past beer. this past week, and uh, one building has already been torn down. That was that was there last week. Was it Samji? Samji Gil? Was Samji Gil torn down? <laughs> I don't know. It's the one with the really bad pizza place was in it. Um, oh, I don't know. And is that really bad Indian joint still there? That that place. Yeah, that's, really that's still bad. there. That's been there for years. That's, yeah, that's the-, <laughs> the one on the main street you're talking about with the elephant on yeah. the front. Yeah, it's on the second floor. Yeah, you know yeah. what? It wasn't an Indian joint most of the time. It was a tea shop for much of the time, and then they started serving Indian food. I first had Indian there around 2005. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, and they I were ordered- they were not advertising the Indian food then because I was like I said I was walking by there every day and I was thinking of going up there for lunch. But it yeah. looked like it was just, they only advertised like tea. I remember my wife and I went there when we were dating, before we were married and we, we were hungry and, and I saw it. I was like, I've never been to this place. Let's, you want to try it? And she's like, okay, yeah, let's just give it a shot. And we went up and we ordered, I ordered a, a tikka masala and it was like a tomato soup. <laughs> it was okay, terrible. Okay. okay. There awful. are two, uh, there are two other Indian places in the area that are much better. Oh yeah. We've eaten at, 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 at one together that's right around the corner there's that one and there's another one that's up that's the same their, street their service that the sucks. On. They're, they're on the north side but their service sucks but they're pretty mm. good right that's the that's the same little narrow street that the that the um um that the indian restaurant's on that's where the microbrew is it's on that same street oh, okay because i'm thinking the one that's good they they in their lunch they used to have an indian buffet which is lovely uh is across the street from the tewa plaza the Tewa building. Oh, I was I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. I'll, we'll talk. We'll talk with this. Anyway, but there's one bad Indian place and two, not so bad. Mm. According to these two white dudes. Uh, hey, we got, we got <laughs> pallets. You're a chef for Christ's sake. <laughs> no, no, but, it, but I talked to Indian expats here and they're like, no, they're not that good. No, no, I agree. The best I'm saying, I'll just say it one more time. The best subcontinent food is in Paju that I've ever eaten. Oh, Paju in Ansan. Yep. Yeah. And 
and you know it's good and, and and i'm not and this is this is my honest honest opinion it's really really good because koreans don't go there yeah same the thing customers, about the customers aren't koreans the customers are are from india pakistan yeah. nepal yeah. yeah bangladesh yeah yeah so they're catering to them so it's more genuine yeah it's great so good best samosas in korea i've ever had mm. All right, so I'm going through quickly some history. 2013, a law finding non-traditional businesses in Incidong was passed, uh, but no one enforces it. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so yeah, there's like a list of types of businesses you're supposed to open in Incidong. If you open a business that's not supposed to do it, um, you get a fine, but businesses Why would they why would they approve a business that shouldn't be there in the first place? Like, yeah, it's such a weird... but the, this is, this is, it's toothless. It's toothless law. Yeah. Um, mm. Businesses that were established before 2013 were able to get around it. So if like you, you had a business that was started in 2012 and it doesn't make paper goods or arts or anything like that, uh, you can get around it. Um, and a lot of these traditional businesses, this is why you see a lot of places that sell scarves and keychains and socks out front but they had the more traditional items in the back that a lot of those businesses were want. They're doing that to get around the law. Mm. Um, but that, that started like the, the, there's a, there's a quote that people say the easiest thing to buy in Incidong is a counterfeit made in China. Um, uh, 2009, there was a really bad movie called Incidong scandal. And I'm saying bad as in even the, the Korean press gave it like the highest was three out of five stars. Um, it really got, I know the movie, but yeah, I never, I don't even know what that's about. No, it's just, it just, it just got the merchants angry. It's just about some type of counterfeits being sold in Incidong, mm-hmm. but it created this, it started perpetuating this reputation of Incidong being full of counterfeits. Mm-hmm. Um, gradually gentrification, just people started leaving. Um, 2017, there's a, I read an article, the Young Jung Collection Watch Shop which was established in 1965, they closed and moved, strangely enough, to Gangnam because of high rents in Incidong. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Moving to Gangnam because the Incidong's rents were too high. Yeah, I know. Oh, weird. But the son, the son who was raising the shop, um, he inherited the store and he said just Incidong had gotten too commercialized. Yeah. Um, he said uh, the, the the reputations of the shop selling antiques have declined, probably because of that movie. But yeah, um, too many people you get tired of people coming in the shop and say, "Is this fake or is this real?" He has he got he just got really tired of people saying asking that. Um, uh, the article found this article found that forty two point six of the stores had nothing to do with traditional Incidong properties. Um. Like, like, I mean, that that didn't really fit the broad definition. But if you want a more narrow definition of like calligraphy tools and antiques, only thirty nine point three percent shops actually had those. Uh, this is t- two thousand seventeen. It's much worse now. A lot of the aging merchants are retiring, and also when like a really long standing shop closes, the other ones follow. It's kind of like it's like you're working at a company and you know a person that's been with that company a long time just up and quit. A lot of people follow them and quit with them. Um, Korean, they called it the chain of anxiety. So I'm worried about my my favorite 
little um, uh, in, uh, incense place. Kind of, I don't know. I think once I've that, that man go. retires, I've yeah, once that man go. retires, yeah, he's probably going to, that's going to be it for it. There was one near Sanchon. Sanchon is the famous Buddhist temple cuisine place that does shows, mm, which is mm. okay. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Sanchon, but it's fine. Yeah. yeah. But there was a Buddhist ingredients shop near there that I loved. Mm. It's gone. It's long gone, but it was so mm. cool. I, I would mm. take people in there and they have like all these weird medicinal ingredients in there. I say weird, but okay. Exotic medicinal <laughs> ingredients in there. It was fun to look at. And I know why it closed because no one bought anything in there. No one wants to, no tourist wants to buy a bag of pine needles. I know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and anyone who's in the market for that stuff won't buy it in Incidong. Mm. Yeah, but it was cool that it was there, and I'm really yeah. missed that. Yeah, there's a lot of really good tea shops just behind Sanchon as well. Yeah. And if anyone does go to Sanchon, go when they have a performance. I don't know if they do performances. Yeah, go. Anymore. Yeah, they still do the performances, and go when they have performances. Um, don't go for authentic Buddhist typical cuisine. Go to Baru for that. It was really good. We got to make a. Do you have to make a? Or it's better to make a a. a um, Baru, you, still have to, right? you have to make a reservation. Okay, the mm. trick with Baru is they're mostly booked during lunch, but not during dinner. Right, right. And I do re- I recommend Baru. Baru is good. It is super vegan, but delicious. It's really good. And they'll explain to you what you're eating. Oh, yeah, yeah. Baru, Baru, they'll explain everything. Um, it's very seasonal. They change the menu all the time. But always go when they have the Pasotangsuyuk. Mm. The it's it's, it's 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 shiitake mushrooms deep fried and tossed. Oh, it's kanpungi. Yeah, it's tossed in a spicy sweet sauce. Oh, right. so good. Mm. Oh, it puts any fried mushrooms from from Applebee's to shame. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's so good. Anyway, I, I love baru. Um, and, but that is also off. The Incidong, it's in the Incidong area, it's right across the street from Jogisat Temple, right? In right. this uh, right. concrete building that's across the street, right on the fifth floor. I do think there's a meditation center in that building as well. There's there's other stuff. They're always changing what's in there because on this on the second or third floor there was a lunch buffet that was mm. Buddhist temple cuisine as well. And I used to go there quite frequently. It's five bucks. There's a cheap hotel that opened up right on the corner, right on that street too. It's called Nine Tree. Uh, and I went there mm. to check it out. I stayed a night there to check it out. Um, it's cheap. Um, it's uh, it's clean. It's it's fairly new. Um, so if anyone is coming to Korea and they want to stay in the Insadong area, which like I said, at nighttime, I love it. It's a great place to stay mm-hmm. at night. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It, um, it tells you, you get you're immersed in the romance. Yeah. Um it uh yeah, nine nine, like the 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 uh the number nine tree. Yeah, I know uh, that tree. one. Yeah, there are a few yeah, it's, B&Bs it's in that area too, if they still exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty used to be a lot of romantic. Used to be a, it used to be a lot of good uh um a minbak as well, but I think those are gone. Well, that's what I mean by B and B's minbox. Yeah, because oh, okay. uh, our mutual friend Branch will put his parents up in one of those. And oh, I see. They loved I it. See. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, 
anyway, uh, in 2019, it started getting really a parody of itself. Uh, the giant gargantuan building called Hello Incidong. You know, know that, that was. Oh, God. It's like every government project thrown together. Every moronic <laughs> government project thrown together. Then even the name Hello Incidong. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, soul. <laughs> oh, God. It's like we are just crass tourist commercialism right there and a concrete building i've been in there it's a lot of just it's it's tourist honeypots photo zones where you can put your face through a, a, a cardboard cutout of someone in a handbook um mm. those shops in there some of them are sort of interesting but it's just franchise shops there's some there's some touristy museums in there it's just they tore down a beautiful section of alleyways for this place i'm getting upset about this one um we've all, we've land all... no one goes in there too it's empty yeah this because it's not interesting no um, yeah I, I and then we've we've said we may have already said on this show but um we've said in other shows i'm sure that the real modern dark side of soul is gentrification Definitely. I mean, yeah, if you want to be dark about that. Yeah. Gentrification's horrible. And it, it often starts in one way where it'd be a place like, um, like uh, Iksandong, where um, it will, like, you'll get it. You, you'll get some, some young person with, you know, they have some money, they buy an old Hanok, they turn it into a pasta restaurant for some Yeah, I know. Reason. They don't know anything traditionally Korean. Right. How much in Iksandong, there's like ten percent that is actually Korean and right. Everything and else then, is is Koreans trying to pretend to be foreigners. Yeah, and then and then the place doesn't do well because probably because the food is not very good. It's not that good because you no. know it, it's cultural appropriation. And the 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 idea, the very idea of opening, yeah, opening a spaghetti restaurant in a in a Hanok just is not appealing. It's dumb. It might it might be interesting at first, but then it's you go there and this. And you and then you eat there and you're like, and this isn't very it's, good. It's, it's the equivalent then, of don't worry, be happy. It's a gimmick. <laughs> it, yeah, it was the, popular on the charts for two weeks and then everyone forgot about it. But then the place is shut down and then they have to sell it. And who buys it? Starbucks. So the beginning of gentrification is what we see happening in places like Ixlandon. Well, even worse than that, because in order to make these places, they have to gut out the place. So the point was when they right. go out of business that building cannot be saved so they have to raise it yeah and isn't isn't the dunkin donuts that looks like a hanok isn't that in in uh, Ixandong? i haven't seen that one out i haven't seen that one some dumb play who who gives it go eat some shitty donuts yeah in, in i a, mean in the, a destroyed only, hanok. the only oh, like thanks. really korean place i've seen in Ixandong that is a place that existed before the trend it was a tea shop Yes, this is a, this yeah. There's a really good popping zoo. I used to love walking through Xandong. Yeah, when it was dark and scary, and it had cats jumping over the roofs and stuff. It was really <laughs> great. When I first started doing the tour, yeah, I would when I that was still part of my route. I I, I would go through the darker alleys, and yeah, people loved it. And it took like it took maybe six months for it to just brighten up. And I was like, oh. yeah. and that was one of the biggest catalysts for me to change my route. Yeah. Well, me too. I mean, it, it yeah. started to, I mean, anymore is like, is like one of the last uh, underground gay bars. Mm, right. Right. Was based there. Mm. It's now, it's now, but actually the restaurant that replaces, it seems really interesting. Uh, 
You don't know about this chant. Basak Chukpal. Basak, basak Crunchy Chukpal? Yes! It's deep fried pig's feet. That sounds good. I know. It never plays the gay bar. It sounds pretty good. I want to check it out. That sounds good. I like Chukpal. Chukpal's great. I love it. I know. So this is where I'm torn. It's like, I hate what's happening to it, but then they come out with stuff like this. And, well, and, I mean, and there's another place where they made a North Korean eatery, which is super interesting. Yeah. Uh, but 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 there's this one a really bad Italian place that finally went out of business because it's shit. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it, gentrification. It's, go- it, it's gonna be it's gonna be the victim of its own success one day. Yeah. Very yeah. soon. Yeah, um, it'll all be it'll be Starbucks and 7-Elevens and <clears throat> yeah, all that kind of uh, stuff. Um, so I, I I should talk about 2013, the Incident Fire. Mm. Gotta go through that. Um, one of the last parts of Piedmont Gold near the Jungno Tower, um, February 17th, 2013 at 8 p.m. Uh, caught fire. The fire lasted one and a half hours. 11 buildings and 23 stores were destroyed. There were no casualties, even though six people were treated for smoke inhalation, but no one died. Um, 66 fire engines were marbleized because of Central Seoul, but only six to eight of them actually went into service. They actually put out the fire. <laughs> they, the rest were just sitting there watching. Watching. Doing yeah. well. Good job, boys. Yeah. The reason was these alleys are very, very narrow. And um, uh, Insulin actually had special fire engines called alley type fire engines, which were modified vans. Hmm. Um, but they're really meant to protect cultural properties like, you know, pagodas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have that much water in them. So what they did was like, they, they would just like shoot some water and like, okay. And they ran off. It's, it's kind of like what, you know, whipping it out and peeing on the fire and then going like, okay, I did my bit. Fire's um, out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, this has been a trend. This is not the first time or the last time um, for 20 years. These little small, there are a lot of small fires happening in that area, which you might've noticed shot is like a lot of buildings in the area have this kind of black coal look to them. It's from mm. smoke damage from all these fires that have been happening over the years. Mm. Mm. Um, so this one, a lot of people believe it was a propane gas explosion from this longstanding restaurant. Uh, there, uh, it was not, um, but because it was closed that day, so, no, 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 it wasn't closed today. Oh, no, no, I take that back. Okay, I'm going all over. Let me go around. Um, so the Jungno Gompyong Shopping Street Countermeasure Committee Chairman Lee Sung Chol, yeah, that's a great name right there. Jungno Gompyong Shopping Street Countermeasure Committee. Um, he speculated that this was arson for reasons of development reason for reasons of de- development. Because in the past, Seoul has been known, and we'll, we're going to cover this in future episodes, uh, Seoul has been known to hire thugs to commit arson to clear out areas so that rich fucks could build their buildings. Um, people criticized him for this uh, because he had little evidence to back it up, and it didn't make much economic sense to really just burn down these old buildings to build a 
expensive building, especially with the potential human costs. And besides, these buildings have been neglected by the government for years. Uh, they weren't really updating it. They weren't inspecting them that much. Ironically, he was kind of correct, half correct. It was arson, but it wasn't for development reasons. A uh, 50-something-year-old man named On. Um, he was under investigation for setting a fire to a tent in Doksugung Palace. Um, and um, they found out that he was drinking on the first floor of the Yukni restaurant, which is that famous restaurant I was talking about. And he, he felt like setting fire to the second floor of the staff changing room. And after he set the fire, he went to the building across from him and took a picture. And then later on, a few weeks later, when he was arrested for setting fire to a tent in Doksugun Palace, the police looked at his phone and said, hey, we saw your pictures. <laughs> I think we think he set the fire to this one place. And he goes, yeah, I did. And you he said, me. his quote was, our Republic of Korea is a garbage paradise. I was told to clean it thoroughly, even if I sacrificed myself. Um, he was then admitted to a mental hospital. <laughs> so, um, yeah, had a problem. Yeah. yeah. Now I do remember this restaurant. Uh, the two is 20 year old Yukmi restaurant. Uh, when it was burned down, uh, it was considered the number two top social media moment in wiki tree in 2013 it has since reopened in ojiro ilga so it does sort of exist but in a different location but this is the funny thing is this kind of perpetuated this jinx that people say big fires happen right before inaugurations hmm got one coming up <laughs> i know that's what's scaring me this is why this is very timely what we're doing this 2003, no millions being inaugurated. There was a Daegu subway fire, which is in our disasters episodes. 2008, Emil Bak, that was when Suleiman, Namde Moon Gate, got on fire right before he was inaugurated. And then this one, Incident, was right in 2013, was right before Pakinhe got inaugurated. Yeah. The fire before. Before his inauguration, the Sun Neemun? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember that so clearly. That's such a vivid, yeah. tragic memory. I was, that, starting, I was starting the Soul podcast know, um, at the time. That was like one of our, our, our test podcast was about mm, the fire. Yeah, the, the one that's not tragic. public. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 2008 was a funky year. What a weird year for me to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was that was the the American beef protest year. Lots of weird yeah. stuff happening. That and time. speaking of fires, buses and stuff were tipped and tipped over and set on fire during those yeah. protests. Yeah. So everyone, actually, speaking of fire, go back and listen to our fire episode from. Uh, now it's almost it's way a back year and a year just, year and a half ago. Good, just just search for it. It's uh the title is on fire. 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 I took on fire because because that's the name of Van Halen song. So oh okay. <laughs> Their first album. Great song. Okay. Great song. Okay. Um, I thought we took the, okay. I know this is this show is running a bit long, but we're not gonna have many times to talk about Incident. I think we should pay tribute to some Incident characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna bring up um calligraphy writers. 
Yeah. <clears throat> I haven't seen them in a while, but people are practicing calligraphy and in Zedong. And just paintings in general. There's an old guy who painted tigers. He'd just sit on the one of the stone benches and he'd just paint tigers using calligraphy brushes and stuff like that yeah. on the scrolls. He was great. I bought a couple from him before years ago and he might have passed on. Yeah, there are a few people. Um, the grizzly homeless guy. I'm not sure if you know who I'm talking about. I don't remember a homeless guy in, in Sedong. No, I, when I had the office there, I saw him all the time and then he disappeared. But recently on my tours, I've seen him again. I mean, he does look like grizzly Adams. Um, yeah. The grizzly homeless guy. He, he tends to hang around in Sedong quite a lot. Um, and then around 2017, 18, the Hare Krishna guy. Remember him? Yeah, I do remember him. Yes. As a, as a white guy that was going around uh, trying to convert people. Yeah. I was I was like, whoa, shit, where am I in Vancouver? Look at this Hari yeah. Krishna. <laughs> Vancouver is supposedly quite friendly, dude. But yeah, no, there the, yeah, I've I'd rather get approached by Hari Krishna than a than a than a uh, uh, yeah, Mormon. Yeah. The uh, I've had okay. For the Mormon listeners, I've had some good experience with the Mormons. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, the European violinist. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Uh, nope. Late at night, you will see a guy who looks like he belongs in a European symphony uh, play, <laughs> playing the violin. And we'll really? on. Yeah, I've seen him at night. Thinking of all the times I've been there at night, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen him. I've seen a saxophone player. Yeah, this, this, no, this guy's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's like quality good. It's like maybe wonder maybe I was wondering maybe maybe the symphony is not paying him enough money. <laughs> He's having to just, make it moonlighting. Moonlighting as a busker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's another dude. Now you go back and look at my video. Hunt for my video. This is a great story. Is the soundtrack for my video for Incidong was I actually recorded this guy playing a traditional flute. Korean guy playing a traditional flute. And Do you remember what kind of flute it was? Date was it the long side flute, Dagum? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, it, it shows it at the end. It shows it at the end. It shows him at the end playing it. Um, but but what I did was I did the soundtrack. I, I recorded him playing it, but that I used that as the soundtrack for the whole video. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years ago, I was walking down Incidong and I heard him playing. And as long as like. Oh wow! And I pulled up my video and I showed him the video of him like 15 years before. Wow! <laughs> it's like he was flabbergasted. He was floored that I had this video of him on you. Yeah, <laughs> Just had it, but yeah, you had it ready on you YouTube. It, but, it was on yeah. YouTube. Like, is this you? He's like, right. yeah, yeah. Um, of course, he's age. He's like, like man. He's he said it right there. He's like, I look so young in that video he's doing the same thing yeah he came back i mean he 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 did he wasn't there for so long and then he just came back and he was just playing the flute again and that was that was just that was this weird circle of life moment it was just like weird just like hadn't seen this dude in over 15 years and then he was just there and i had the video of him that was a good connection of course we talked about cocktail dude um that guy's great um i threw in their honey badger ajima um she's she's uh i called her, i joked about it because with the our tours 
she's she's a, a street food hawker near near cocktail dude and she she's hunting by the agamite because she don't give a shit about anything <laughs> she really buy anything fuck you yeah it's, it's, it's kinda she, that's kind of how she was the whole time it's like people go to her and they want to buy some stuff she's like fuck you i don't want to sell it to you <laughs> That's how she was. She was so rude. She's just rude to everyone. Honey Badger Ajima. All right, we're going to wrap up. I'm going to talk about um, things we miss. Um, Sean, I'm not sure if you really want. I mean, you have some stuff. Um, yeah, like I, there, there are. I'm. I miss. I miss the way Incidong used to be, and I think that's that. That that's it. Um, there are some restaurants that I there's tea shops that I that I really that I really used to love and they're gone uh, mostly because of Samji Gil. I think they were in maybe oh, the through that, that area. Those. I know Incidong Chat Chip, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. There are several. You, you just have to explore Incidong. You have to go in all the nooks and crannies of Incidong to, and you didn't really, you know, it was always good to do that, but. Now, if you want to see anything that's really interesting in Incidong, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Really it go spend you can spend a whole afternoon in Incidong. Don't just walk up and down and get some dragon beard candy and and some blowjob ice cream and, and oh, then that's leave. all gone. Yeah. Oh, is that gone though? Yeah. But um yeah, no. Um yeah, go in every single alleyway and look around. Yeah. And, go off and, the main street. Yeah, and plan to go there for lunch. And if you see something that's a restaurant that looks interesting, go there for lunch the next day. Especially if there's no Japanese or English on the menu up front. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a sure sign. If there's Japanese on the menu, it's not a good restaurant. Um, it's catering to tourists. So yep. the ones that see, that are deeper back were always a little bit more interesting. But now that they're kind of the only places that are interesting in Incidental. Yeah. There was one restaurant I loved uh, near the Indian place I was talking about. They're in that wide street, and they served. It was a three-story restaurant. The interior is like the type of like it has all the bric-a-brac, like weird farming instruments in the inside. Turn, try to look like an old inn, and I loved because they have the dukbegi meon gabichim, the the bubbling spicy stewed ribs in a single serving. And I remember I took my family there right before my wedding. They loved the place. Um, and they had a giant, you know, you know, in places that serve Ningyan, they have the the soup and a and an anti-griddle. It's like a bowl that's chilled, electronically chilled, um, like a refrigerator. Um, so that you keep the so that you keep the Ningyan icy. Uh, so they did this with the Dongdongju. Um, so they oh, had that sounds great. They kept, but it was not only Dongdongju, it was ginseng Dongdongju. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was like this dirt tasting, which I love. I love mm. ginseng Dongdongju, and, and you just get this, you, just, you, you get this, you get it served in a crock with chunks of ice in it, enough to, to, to sink the Titanic. Beautiful stuff. I love that place. Gone, it's a coffee shop. Um, yeah. another place was a Jumak that Rabaseo introduced me to one time. Mm-hmm. Um, another Makali Jeep, and they served the Makali in these big bowls. But their specialty was they would put different flavored powders on top of the Makali. 
Oh, really? Yeah. And so the one we ordered, they put um, a pine needle powder on top. Hmm. Yeah. Um, there's another one. Uh, we're going to talk about that at Pimaco episode. I'm going to go more in detail, but Pimaco Jujon Town. I'll talk about it on our Pimaco our episode. Um, uh, yeah, there's Temple nice. Food and Medicine Shop I've talked about before, too. Um, one section, I want to find some videos of this. It's what I call Bamboo Corner. Southern part of Incidong, uh, near where they, they park all the uh, the carts at night where the baseball um the the cage the, the cage. baseball cages are there's this little pocket where they have like bamboo on the outside of it and they would have little things going on and many times like i'd go there and they had a tick on tournament oh oh yeah 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 i know exactly i was at a tick on tech on tournament tournament there once <laughs> were we there at the same time i wonder possibly but, yeah well, unless they unless they uh i, t- they I, mean, I, t- I took a photo with m- of myself with the winner okay i didn't uh, save for the whole thing but. this is a long time ago it was like 2005 six or something but anyway it was yeah. kind of cool is you go in there and you say tekyon tekyon is like maybe like a progressor taekwondo maybe you would say but it's an older mark yeah take yeah. taekwondo is not old take one taekwondo is a 20th century martial art yeah uh, but, but tekyon te- kind te- of looks like yeah. looks like brazilian martial arts to me there's a lot of dancing involved it's kind of yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of like tai chi but with with high kicks but there's a lot of dancing um, it was dancing okay hmm. there was i remember that because like are they fighting or are they dancing that's <laughs> all the like, you think it's like capoeira like, yeah it was, was it a, really looked a lot like that like that yeah hmm. entertaining to watch and that was the early days of it's dog to me that was it's a dog that was you saw so many cultural things in one place they would have parades there it's in my video yeah. too yeah they would have parades of young bond being sent off to execution <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I, that was awesome. Anything that shows the elites getting screwed over, I was like, mm, I like it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. They used to the do app. that. It was so great. I wish they would come back with that. Okay, so I do want to list the things that we don't recommend. Um, our negative part. I, I did say before Sanchon. I'm not a big fan of Sanchon, the Buddhist temple. But unless there's a performance. If you yeah. go and there's no performance, just don't go. Yeah, yeah. There, there's better Buddhist food in Seoul. Yeah, there's better Buddhist food right, right there and right there, uh, right, in that right area. In that there's area. better vegetarian yeah. food in the area. If you're not even even the Buddhist food, it's just better vegetarian food. Yeah. Um. So we've already said Samjigil and Hello Incidong. Yeah, they're not worth. There's just nothing. There's nothing there. Like I mean, people will go see it, I guess. Um, but I can't imagine anyone very serious about tourism recommending that as a must-see place. No, it's, it's the people who listen to Top 40 radio and get their fashion ideas from USA Today. It's the most <laughs> okay. basic place. Yeah. yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody I know who works in tourism, who, who's part of the tourism industry itself, recommends places like that. This is bland. It's basic. Um, and, as, and you as, can the go to the, too, the poop bread too is not good. And the, the 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 issue with me is is that you can see places like that back home. Yeah. 
So it's like people come to Korea and they're like, I want to go to, you know, I want to spend my whole time in Korea at nightclubs and home days. Like, why would, why, <laughs> why would you want to do that? Or you come to Korea and it's like, I want to go eat oh, some. No, okay. Hamburg- no, no. I want to, I, I want to eat di- some hamburgers. I, I will diverge. Taiwan. Okay. Yeah. I take that. I will diverge with you on that one because there's a difference between Korean nightclubs and the nightclubs we have in America. The Korean yeah. But you wouldn't want to make that your trip. There's not, no, no, not- no, no. But, but what it is, yeah. is, is, um, um, I think it's a lot of what, like the the boomer generation, the three eight six generation, wants to show Westerners. They want to impress Westerners, saying we're like you, um, and they want to impress them by wanting people to go there. And the Westerners are kind of like, and I'm, I'm doing this from Westerners' point of view, they're kind of like, we got this back at home. Yeah, but the, yeah. this is what they want you to see, but right. not what you want to see. You want right. you want to see the tradition. You want to see the the deep root of the the chakra root of the culture. Yeah, that, that's been the cons- that's been the consistent problem. The, the, the tourism the culture. Yeah, that's been the persistent problem with tourism in Korea. The tourism organizations, the KTO and the STO, they they're really bad at promoting genuine Korea. No, they they. They feel like this always need, have been this need to impress Westerners by making it more Western. Yeah, it's like no, that's not what people want to come here for. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's. But, but I mean, they don't care about what you want. They care about and what they want to show you. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, um, go. Well, see things it. we do yeah. recommend. Things we yeah. do recommend. Let's get let's finish with something positive. Things we do recommend. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I, I do recommend, you know, this is one on the main strip. It's one of the few things, the only thing on the main strip I'd recommend is Incidong Chachip. I don't know if I know that. Ah, it's, it's one of the only places that has no English on its sign. On the main, on the main strip. Yeah. So if you go to koreafoodtours.com, I I show you what the sign looks like and where it is. Incidong Chachip is, is, is a, a traditional tea house. Um, I took Matt Gross from the New York times there. Mm. Um, he was so hungover at the time, but anyway, um, yeah, but it, good I, t- I take my family there. I take people there. I love, I still love that place. And you know what? No foreigners are in that place and they have a little courtyard in the back and they have this great tea menu of such a variety of teas. My favorite thing to get is the pine needle tea because it tastes like you're drinking a Christmas tree. Yeah. I love the, yeah. I love the the pine, you know, the so yeah. so namu uh, um, shit. What's it called? The, uh, the it's, it's a weird so something eat tea. Um, I always forget what the yeah, name it's because uh, it's not so, it's not like a conventional name. I'm because even Koreans, I, I took, I'm, with, I'm with Koreans, are like, oh, they're calling know. pine needle tea that name. Okay, that's weird. Um, but anyway, also get that with us with the little snack set with grilled grilled rice cakes with honey. And and have that with a tea, and on and on the inside, it's like you sit on these traditional chairs, or you sit on the ground. You have the, the traditional crockware. It's a beautiful tea. It, the green teas are lovely as well. Try the green teas there. Um, the The music is kind of kitschy because it tends to be like Beatles music played on traditional Korean instruments. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, it tends to be that, but it's still. Such a fun little pocket of peace in Incidong. It just, it's a little Brigadoon. 
in the whole place. You can find Insidong Chat Chip. I love this place. Yeah, and 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 again, I'd recommend um, to go with that. Go in the back alleys and look for other tea shops. The ones that are way like, yeah. The, the, there, there's one I've been wanting to try that is so scary looking. As in, you you have to duck your head in to go inside, and it's obviously underground. Mm. It, it, it's it's uh, on the northeast Sold. side. Sold. Yeah, you and I need to go there. Have you ever been to the knife gallery? Oh yeah, years ago. I <gasps> it's been a long time. I love, this is such an unknown little treat is the knife gallery. And it's so easy to find. Like this like it's but well, there's signs that say knife yeah. gallery, but but you think so, but but people look at it and they go, Why would I want to look at knives? And it's like that's not yeah. why you're there. That's no, not why you're there. Right. no, it's, very cool it's place. swords. It's a sword yeah. museum. Yeah, the the sign is completely mis- misleading. It's a this is a good example of a very honest mistranslation. Yeah, because the it, it's it's gum, or they might also be saying cal, which is knife, but they're translating knife as sword. It is which cal. Is gum. I, I didn't remember yeah. it's cal. Yeah, it's cal. And sometimes the word cal I have seen used to mean gum sword in in korea so this it's just fun. an honest mistranslation it's yeah. fun because they have real swords real knives military culinary but on top of that they have fantasy swords they have all these swords from lord of the rings and such in there it's so much fun I think, I think they have the master sword as well from legend of zelda yeah they got like all yeah. these cool like like fictional swords in there yeah. and it, it you go in there and it's donation only it's like a one or two dollar donation you go in there it's, it's just proper, fun proper proper small museum you give them you give them donations yeah 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 it's like the old the old they're like on the extension of Insodong, which is now samchondong you know it years you know a very long time before the highway went through there that that's where it extended um, not highway, but the the main road um, extended north through Samchondong. That used to have a lot of really good museums, small museums as well. The Tibetan yeah. Museum, the Silk Road Museum, and uh, yeah, they're gone now. But you would just pay with um, the Toy Museum as well. But the Toy Museum, you had to pay. It was a flat flat fee there to used, get in. There used there used to be the Chicken Art Museum, but that's gone too. Mm. I gotta see my favorite. Because we have a museum favorite. for everything here. Korea, and I say this on my tours because we stop um, by the Seoul Museum of History. I know in, towards the, your tour, towards the end, you're there nearby it. Um, Seoul is a museum city. You um, could spend days going to different museums in Seoul. And in, they will in, just let me thoroughly enjoy yourself. Everything. There's a rice museum. There's a kimchi museum. The rice there's museum is fantastic. Museum. Yeah. Just, there are two toilet museums. Not one, in, two toilet museums. There's one in Ilsan as well at the at Lake yeah. Park at Hosugong yeah. one. That's one of them. Yeah. There's one in yeah. Suwon too. Mm. It's great. Yeah. What's back to <laughs> heaven, Sean? What's back to heaven? That's Kuichon. That's the Kuichun. That's the uh, uh I talked about earlier on the show about oh, the, okay. the 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 uh the coffee shop opened by the the poet and his wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. But, so that still exists. Mm. Okay. And I also remit. I'm, rec- I'm not sure if it survived COVID, but we'll look see. for it. We'll look see. for it if you can. We'll yeah. see. I mean, who knows? Uh, mm. I also still recommend the Isidong Hot Dog and name stamps. Um, mm. Get 
if you're there, still try to get by art. And my thing is the traditional paper. I love buying that there. Oh, Hanji. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really love it. Especially if you got like, like real flower flowers, like pressed into the paper. It's valuable. Yeah. So what, what it was funny was uh, my first time sending uh, Christmas gifts to the family. I, I, I bought the Hanji and I wrapped the gifts in the Hanji. Mm. My grandmother was so impressed with this. She took it out and she framed it and put it in her <laughs> living room, in her dining room. She put it in her dining room. That's cool. Yeah. Because I love it is, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. It is frameable. The, the paper is frameable. It is so cheap, but it is art. Yeah. So, uh, so in a similar way, but uh, probably less so where, where like Korean incense is really an unknown aspect of Korean culture. That's very high quality. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. The traditions of it and the, the modern way they do the incense today is something that's really unknown about Korea, unfortunately. And yeah. Han- Hanji to a lesser degree like that. Uh, more and more I people know about Hanji. I yeah. really love it. I saw it being made. I saw it being made. It's so fascinating. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we said before wandering the side alleys. Um, one thing on the main road, if it still exists, is Osolok. It, I, it's very touristy, but I still think it's okay. Um, it's it's a tea shop that specializes in Jeju green tea. Um, it's expensive, but the teas are very good quality. And especially if very they're good. giving out free samples, try it because you can see um, the big difference between Korean versus Japanese green teas. Korean, Korean teas, Korean teas will kick you in the balls. It's yeah, and if if anyone wants to visit where the green, a lot of green tea comes from in Korea, go to Hadong in the south, not far from Jidisan. Yeah, but but so if, if you don't have time, you're only in Incheon. Go to Osaka and try it. It's really and if, good. And if that one's not open, I have no idea if that one's still open. Uh, there is one near uh, near Sadimun Station. Yeah, yeah. But the also the, the the one the one on the main drag they they tend to do free samples and that's that's always I recommend the free samples I do mm. buy I still buy Christmas gifts from that Osalk as well oh, okay mm. they have just the teas they have some really amazing flavored teas they're expensive mm. but they're so well flavored yeah mm. um, Miss Lee Dabang is a weird quirky one I'm going to suggest it's not Sean's yeah name. I don't know this one mm. it's on the north side. Um, the inside is full of graffiti. It's full of cute. It's very cutesy. Very, very cutesy. But the thing I like to get is they do offer the doshirak there Mm-mm. in in the metal case. And the one where you take it and you shake it up and you eat it. A you lot of people don't know up. you're supposed to shake it. You shake mm. it. It's like rice and kimchi and egg and some other things. And it's supposed to be an old style, 19, 1980s, 1970s style lunchbox. And you, you shake the crap out of this before you eat it. And it's so Great. much fun to eat this stuff. It, it mislead up on. And, like possib- and if possible, go with a Korean who ate, who, who had doshirak for lunches when they went to school. And then you can hear their stories. <laughs> ne- yeah never give up the opportunity to hear to hear somebody's yeah, story yeah 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 if you if you if you know this this is how it's cool it's like we have a if you meet a grand friend and you say hey i want to try this place and then you order this they'll be like how did you know about this 
They will be that way. They will be that way. Like, how did you know about this? You're more Korean than I am. They, they will do this. Um, but it's, I love that. It, it is, it's, it's cutesy. It's, it, it really belongs in Hongdae, but it's an incident. Uh, I like it. Uh, now, one is the last, like, really old school place I can know of. And I did check, and I think it still exists. It's called Pudin Byul Jumak, the Blue Star Pub. Um, northeast part. In fact, the alley to go there um, is so narrow that if you're over a certain number of BMI, you won't be able to fit through this alley. Um, it is very run it's just very bare bones run down some of the best long-term expats like andrew salmon has taken me there uh jennifer flynn has taken me there uh, this has been the most old school people they do serve the makali with the pine needle dust on top they do serve and their their food is really good they're they specialize in tofu but the drinking tofu, which is a totally different animal. You got I love, I love, I love bringing Westerners into my food tours. And I say like, we're going to eat tofu for drinking food. And like, what? Why don't I eat this diet food for tea? No, no. Then they try it like, oh man, that's my favorite drinking food. I love eating tofu for drinking food. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh my God. So it's, it's, Mm. it's hidden. It's so hidden. It's next to my favorite, like, Hongal place, <laughs> mm. which I'm not recommending because people don't like Hongal, which is the no, permanent. No, I don't. Want, no, no, don't no. Like, I'm not recommending that place. I'm re- but right next to it is Purimbyo Jumak, and it is just, this is what Itzadong used to look like. It's what mm. Pimako used to look like, and it still exists. And I want you to just get an idea of what this place used to be like. No, one thing we didn't mention in the places we miss is the is the old woman who's been there since fifty seven that helped hide the 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 uh, all the people in the seventies and eighties running a running away from the from the government. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that in the Pimacol episode, I think. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that uh, is technically Pimacol. It's yeah, that's right, that's right, because it's which is kind next. Of, I'm definitely which doing is, this one which next. is next. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, that's a good segue, actually, because th- that where that was located was where Pimako and Insidong meet. Yeah. Yeah. Her access was from Pimako, but the front of that building was on Insidong. Yeah. Incidong. Yeah. yeah. And so um, good times. We'll return to the podcast after this message. Take a walk down the dark alleys of the Kukan's 600 year history of bloody massacres. See the hideaways and morning ghosts. Come face to face with souls deep as dark as secrets. What lies under the concrete? Or who? The dark side of soul ghost walk. Look now, if you dare. Anyway, do you have any media recommendations? No, no media, no media recommendations right. this week. I know um, that listener mail or anything. No, there is a listener mail. Yeah, oh, there really is really nice. Yeah, there's a really nice one. Yeah, from um, is from Isabella Russo, and I'm sorry, Isabella, if I'm mispronouncing that. 
but she sent us a really nice message on Instagram. And she said, hello from Greece. I discovered your podcast a couple of days ago, and I have already listened to lots of your episodes and I love them. I am obsessed with Korea and Japan, but I've only been to Japan and I look forward to visiting Korea as well. As soon as the COVID madness is over, I just wanted to say thank you and keep up the good work. So and I want to say, I want to say, Isabella, can we trade? Um, you know what? I've never been to Greece, but I did actually cook in a Greek restaurant for a while. I mm. want to go there so badly. Well, Isabella, you may, by the time this comes out, this episode, comes uh, out, you, you, you may know that uh, quarantine is now finished for travelers to Korea. So yay! Um, come you can on, come over. here now, come on over. No quarantine, no more quarantine. Until they change their minds again. But yeah, no more quarantine. Breathe up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, I want to say like thanks to Sodexon for our music. Uh, You can find uh, the more of this wonderful ambient Korean based ambient stuff on Bandcamp under Deju Digital. I want to thank our top tier patrons, Angel Earl, Joe Bonamini, Sharon Cullen, Devin Hifner, Minsuk Lee, Jane Hargrave, Alex Rodia, Ryan Barkerball, Ashley Rigby, Gabby Palomino, Steve Mars, and Steve Strauss. Thank you so much for supporting us. You too can become a patron at patreon.com slash dark side of soul. Starting at just $5. You get a lot of extra content, which we've been getting a few patrons lately, a few new patrons lately. And uh, we have to be quite happy. That's right. We have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We've done this enough. Let's do the Pima goal. All right. Until <laughs> now. <laughs> Which you're going to get next week, but we're going to record this right now. Um, (laughs) Until next time, stay spooky. I got to refill my whiskey. All right. Good night. Good night.